Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're starting. <laughs> Mic work. What's going on, Bulls Nation? Welcome in to the CHGO Bulls Podcast. Coming to you live from our West Loop studios here at CHGO. I'm Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. Joined by my guys, Big Dave. Bow! Bow! BWL Sports. Rocking a dope Chicago hoodie. Is that a uh, is that Bulls or is that just Chicago? Oh, that's the Bulls, the, you know, like the Bulls old uh, city yes, edition. Yes, correct. And uh, will to go golly, will underscore golly on Twitter. <laughs> we are CSU <laughs> underscore Bulls flying the plane once again today. Our buddy Greg Braggs. Are you gonna move this time, Braggs? Uh, no. <laughs> No, you just ain't hey, gonna say that. Hey, there he I is. I don't know what to do with my hands. Oh, really? I don't know what beautiful to man. Do with my hands. Is Sarah intimidating you, Braggs? No, you no? guys intimidate me. <laughs> what? Really? Because <laughs> little old. I told Matt, like the Blackhawks show so calm um. and, and structured, and you guys are like Braggs. Braggs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry for saying your name. Hat throw. <laughs> Does the hat throw scare you when he does it? No. It scares me. No, it shouldn't. No, that's Will. good. Shouldn't. That's, that doesn't scare me. Okay. So no, what I'm scares a, me I'll, is I'll, not having your mics on when you're talking. I'll throw it in his direction <laughs> next time and see if he's alert. We'll see what, yeah, see if he's alert. Yeah, <laughs> see if he's ready. Don't be too focused now. Keep your eyes on us. Braggs! No, I'm messing with you. I'm messing with you. I'm messing with you. I'm messing with you. Uh, lots to get to on today's show. NBA trade rumors are swirling. Slop season. Uh, a whole lot more this Scope morning season. Uh, and throughout season. today about trades that might happen. Teams trying to move up in this draft next week. Teams looking to move down mm. in the draft next week. So we thought we would talk about some hypotheticals from the Bulls' perspective if they were interested in moving up and maybe even moving up into that top three to grab a player like Scoot Henderson. We'll talk about that and all the other interesting things things that have been said by NBA uh, insiders over the last few days. Before that, though, I wanted to start off by just touching on and acknowledging the fact that today is a very special anniversary. It is the quarter quarter century anniversary of the Bulls' sixth and final championship. June 14th, 1998. Oh, I remember the day. I remember the moment. Oh, I'm sure you do too, Dave. I don't, yeah. Will, were, are you, were you old enough to have a memory of that? I was six. Okay. So very know. fuzzy memory. I remember, I remember watching the Bulls, but I don't. I had no concept of what was going on. Right. He was still breaking down game film. Oh, you know. <laughs> I, was, I was in the video yeah. room. Yeah, he, he was, was doing it. In the yeah. balls of the arena. Will was, <laughs> Will was studying with a young Eric Spolster at the yes, time. Yes, right, right. Um, it's crazy. Like, up I, on my CBA rules. <laughs> I woke up and, you know, logged on to Twitter this morning and saw that in my feed. I was like, oh, today's the anniversary of the final champ championship. Yeah. It's yeah. also the anniversary of the second championship in 92. This is June correct. 14th, 92. But the Double dose. It now means... 25 years removed Woo! from the Bulls dynasty ending. Yeah. The last dance, the last shot from Michael. Mm-hmm. God, it just makes me feel old and sad Damn. that it's been 25 <laughs> years. I, I mean, like, what did, does it move you in any way, Dave, to put nah. that big of a number on it? No, not at all. Like, I, just, I thought of it and I just immediately had good memories. I was like, damn, that was an awesome, awesome time. And then I remembered, like, the other anniversary for the second championship, and I, which is my favorite Bulls team of the mm-hmm. championship era. I was like, oh, yeah. You and Stacy. Immediately I thought <laughs> about that. I was like, yeah, I remember that. was great. Like, I just, you know, I thought of the greatness. That's it. I was like, flashback to the greatness. And I loved it, man. Oh, uh, my man Sam, what up from the LBC? What's going on, bro? What up, Sam in Long Beach? Um, but, yeah, like, no, it just – 
gave me good vibes, man. I'm sorry. It <laughs> makes you feel old and decrepit. I mean, like, it does give me good vibes. And, and I, I'm struck by the nostalgia of it mm-hmm. every time. And I, then I'm mad at myself because that's part of what drives you crazy as a Bulls fan. And it allows them to keep getting away with being a crap organization since then. Uh, yeah, exactly. Thank you, Jesse Pinkman. You're welcome. Um, I, I don't know about you, but to me, it's whenever I see that photo. And, like, I, I watched the replay of the last minute of the game, uh, as I do on the anniversary often. Mm-hmm. And the first thing that strikes me is how just brilliant Michael was mm-hmm. in the final minute of that game. Mm-hmm. He gets the quick bucket driving to the hoop on a two-for-one. Yes. Then doesn't clear, doubles Malone from the backside, strips the ball, goes down, hits yes. the shot, which ends up being the game winner. I mean, it's just a minute of brilliance from the greatest basketball player ever. Yeah, and I think somebody else pointed this out when I was looking at what people were saying. It was like, and look, look at everybody in the stands. No cell phones. <laughs> everybody was watching the game. Man. Look yep. at that. But what that's what's funny time. about that picture. Uh, there are no cell phones. Zero. But there is one kid, if you look hard enough, there is one kid with a camera. There you go. It was the one guy that was like, I'm going to snapshot so this moment. There Congratulations, are, There's child. also a kid up and behind the stanchion in the background that you can see holding up one hand with all five fingers and a one and then down and to the right of him there's another little kid in a bulls jersey that just has both hands up like this mm. uh and then i hadn't noticed it but our buddy easy from uh from paris shout out to yeah. him yeah. tweeted at me today <laughs> saying hey i was going back and looking at the last <laughs> shot picture and i found peck hol- holding up his son because it was just some dude with a stash in the stands holding a kid in a bulls jersey and i was like damn it, easy how old do you think i am like i was the age of that kid when mj hit this shot um but you're right. It's so cool to see the no cameras and everybody just mm. watching in that moment. And feeling that and pain. That's the other thing I think about all the time when yes. I think back to MJ and the last shot and the last ship is the emotion yeah. you can feel yeah. in that photograph of everybody in the stands. Bulls fans scattered about mm. who are excited because they know it's going in. Jazz fans who are terrified because uh-huh. the ball's in the air. Yeah. And other jazz fans who are miserable. Miserable. Because they also know what's going in. Yeah, and I haven't had this feeling since that game, but the Bulls always gave me a feeling like they were never going to lose. Like, even when it was coming down to that those final moments, I was like, I don't know how, but they're going to win this game. Like, you just felt it. And when the steal happened, immediately I was like, the game's over. Game, you just, it was like, game's over. It's over. It's done. The boys are winning. We're doing this. And then Mike went down there and finished it. Mike had 45 of the 87 yeah. that they had that game. These days, 45, 45 is like, damn, you dropped 45? Your team probably scored somewhere in 100. Right. Seriously. Right. It was on like 38 shots, though, right? 32. 32. 32 I, knew, I know it was up there. Yeah, he shot like That's 42 from the field. That's actually pretty damn good efficiency, though. Yeah. Yeah, it was like a plus something. I can't remember. But he had four steals. He only had like one rebound. I believe the next highest score was Kukoc with like 15. Yeah. <laughs> and that was it. That's all they had. Scotty was broken in game six. Oh, he was broken. Couldn't get up and down the floor. His back was in half, man. Nobody on the Bulls that season averaged 20 points outside of Mike. Nobody. Mike took a team that only for – and matter of fact, it was his third time doing it Dude. during the championship era. It was I, the third time. I was 12. Dumb. And, and I can remember feeling like they're not – I did not think they were going to win that game in the fourth quarter. The Jazz, it really felt like oh, they were starting to, like, just <laughs> jump. And then Jordan once again – Yeah. I was terrified. You know, when Stockton hit the me. three to put him up by three with under a minute to go, I was – Ooh, I, I was rolling on the floor, like crying, the like, la- oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. The last time I was terrified like, was Jason the Jason Caffey, save last us. Time. <laughs> <laughs> the last time was the three-peat. The three-peat was the very last time I felt like, oh, my God, we might lose. After that, all of it went away. I never again thought the Bulls were losing, ever, and they did not. And it feels awesome. And I love thinking about it. it re- it's really fun for me. So there's no part of you that gets frustrated when you think back on it. It's just fond memory it's just of fond memories, bro. See, like, to me, it's, it's like it's, it's frustration. Because Will, you were asking me here at the office what yesterday, day before yesterday? Like it's it's been that many years since the Bulls won their last chip. Mm-hmm. When how many more years do you think it'll be until yeah. they win their next one? And my answer was I have no effing idea. Mm-hmm. Certainly not next season, unless all kinds of crazy things happen. I it's just like 
did we just get all six in an eight-year span and we're never winning one ever again? Because honestly, I feel that way sometimes, and it fills me with existential dread. I mean, you're a Cubs fan. You should know that at some point in time, a win is coming. Tell that to all the Cubs fans who died before that happened in 2016. But did it happen? Yeah. Okay, then. I'm, I'm saying <laughs> I, don't, I don't know that the Bulls are going to win another you can say in your lifetime before I die. Yeah, now that I can hear. But this to say bless- ever, I can't. But your lifetime, I can hear. I also, you, you know, might go in like all, all the, the next three. I'm, I'm here for a good time, yeah. not a long time. You know what I'm so saying? Like, like yeah, yeah, yeah. You might, might go in the next three. Much, we but don't I know. do. I do tend to agree with you, Matt. Like, I know it's a little bit different for me because I was like very tail end of it. Didn't really truly get to experience it. It did obviously like shape my life in a lot of ways because I don't think I'm doing what I'm doing now if that isn't a huge part of Chicago and Chicago sports history. Mm, interesting. But like. Sounds kind of petty, but like, what have you done for me lately? They've been a sub 500 team for the last 25 years. Uh, uh, yeah, what do you say? And here we and like, still there's are. This, there's this like <laughs> level of Chicago Bulls exceptionalism mm-hmm. that's like, we are the third largest media market. We deserve to get free agents. Mm-hmm. We deserve X, Y, and Z because we had Jordan. We had all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like, they haven't acted like that. They haven't played like that. Well, they had it close, but Derrick Rose knee snapped in half. So you I understand that, but like injuries are a part of the game, yeah. and it's the same mm-hmm. thing with Lonzo. Like mm-hmm. you have to That's be able tough. to pivot. It's I hear absolutely you. You're tough. right. You're right. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely your franchise tough. like yeah. that. I go the other way. I grew, I was born in '85, so when the Bulls started winning championships, Shuffling that's crew. when I really started to watch the game. And by the time they won their third NBA championship, I was all in. Mm-hmm. Everything I did was encompassed in Michael Jordan and the Bulls. Yeah. But now looking back on it. Like Will said, he didn't experience it. And for me, I'm grateful that I got to watch. My team was the greatest team ever. The player I loved is the greatest player of all time. And I got to watch every game, every pre- and post-game show. Wayne Larravee, Johnny Red Kerr, you know, the Storm Mm. and Norman Van Leer. You know, we got to experience every single second of that. And there are people that never got to watch any of that. There are people who are, like, graduating law school right now who Mm. did not. Who didn't get to experience it. Uh, our our dear friend you. and producer Joey, who's off of camp right now, was Sorry born in 1999. Yeah, sucks. What a loser! What? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Sarah was born in 2000. He these said, people, what a loser. these poor Chicago fans who don't know what it's like. At, at least you oh were on on planet Earth and around and like somewhat That's what I'm saying. Like aware. I definitely, mm-hmm. it it definitely is a big part of me. Sure. Right, but. Yeah, I mean, and I think it's kind of the same thing as, like, how you build your team, right? Like, if you're not doing anything to move forward, then everybody else is catching up to you. All these other teams are putting together dynasties, are winning championships, are now surpassing the Bulls in number of championships. Mm -hmm. And I just, I wonder if that will ever happen again. Wait, has somebody surpassed them in Uh, number of titles? Well, teams are getting closer. Okay, all right, all right. The Warriors just have four, like. Four, yeah. Spurs have five. Have, I think they have five Spurs, now. Spurs five. have five since, big, obviously. In a big span, but. Yeah. Then, and that's the other fascinating thing to think about uh, on the anniversary of the sixth The Lakers have like five ship. or six since. Oh, yeah. So yeah, the Lakers, absolutely. they got one in the bubble, and then pair that with the five they got yeah. with Kobe. The three-peat in 2000 through 2002, mm-hmm. then pause, and then he won two more with Powell. Yeah. So there's six there for the Lakers since. The, but, like. After the Nuggets won game five on Monday mm. and became NBA champions, that is now five different champions mm. in the last five seasons. Mm. You got Toronto in 19, Lakers in 20, yeah. Bucks in 21, yeah. Warriors 22, yeah. Nuggets 23. Wow. That is incredible parody, and it makes the fact that the Bulls won six in eight <laughs> all the more unbelievable. Two three-peats. <laughs> Just neatly packaged oh. three peats, two of them in an eight-year span. Damn, that was it's fun. It's wild. It, it was is so wild. Fun. Yeah, it was fun. That kind of dominance, I don't know if that will occur like, again. Even the Warriors, but, they got dang. two in a row when KD came there. Yeah, but not two in, uh, not you know, the whole like six and eight or anything close to it. Yeah, the Spurs with Timmy Duncan and Tony Parker and Manu and those crew and D mm-hmm. Rob on his way out. They got five mm-hmm. from ninety nine to fourteen. Yeah, it's a huge window and it's impressive, but but they did it. Nothing yeah. has. 
touched six in eight. And undefeated, like never lost. Shout out LeVar. It's I don't think I don't think anybody is arguing the fact that that is like the most special dynasty in the history of basketball. It's just like, let me get one more. Can I, I get one more before I, well, I saunter I, off the edge of the earth? It's not like an excuse to not do anything no. for the rest of time. And it's Yeah, of course not. No. And it, and it's like the thing that's so trying I think for Bulls fans. I see people in in our comments talking about it sometimes. Mm-hmm. I was pounding on desks all over the place and screaming until my lungs were raw about this a few years ago before they finally got rid of Gar and John. Mm-hmm. It's like you you need to send a message if you're not satisfied with the product. Yeah. So stop buying a product. But how much money and how much longevity of commitment from loyal fans, diehard fans, has this organization gotten because Michael Jordan led them to six titles in eight years? And is it wise that we still let them do that? That I support my team? Yeah. I mean, ask Cup fans. <laughs> I mean, what you saying? You know what I mean? It's your team, bro. You I mean, it's similar. It. Braggs would be able to speak to this probably better than any of us, but, like, it's similar to the Bears. Like, they won oh, yeah. in 85. That's what I was, people, bro, get out my brain, Will. <laughs> Damn, I was about to say that. And I like, was like, I that think was, that's how you are. Like, you, you're like you're like how I feel about the 85 Bears. Yeah. I'm like, I wish people quit leaning on it. Like, I, I love the championship, and I love talking about the 85 that's great, Bears. but, like, that's but that was 85. Never do anything I again. hear you. Completely yeah. agree with you on yep. that, man. I got you. Yep. I, I, I'm at the point where I'm sick of talking about the 85 yeah. Bears. Like, yeah. it, oh. you know, maybe when I was a kid, it was something that somewhat impacted me, but I yeah. wouldn't even say at all. But I think and it got to a point, multiple, and, yeah. and when they started hating on the 2006 Bears yeah, for a yeah, minute, yeah. I was like, okay, guys. You've gotten your free dinners. Beat it. Beat it, Hampton. (laughs) I'm going to tell Richard Dent you said that. Don't don't tell him I said Don't tell any of them I said that. Don't tell none of them. He's he's behind the camera. This never happened. It's Sarah throwing her voice. I'm Joey. It's not happening right there. But I feel him, man. Like I I completely uh, get where Will's coming from on that. He's like, yeah, that was great, but I want to see more. I want to see it again. He didn't really get to feel the full pomp and circumstance of what that was. But fortunately, I did. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I saw it. And it was amazing and incredible. And so when I think of it and I see it, all I do is just have fond memories of it. It doesn't mean I want to stop there or want to just, you know, rest on that as that's it for the Bulls. It's like Boston. You know, they went, what, what, 22 seasons before they won their next title? Like, it's it's... It's what happens but sometimes. The, the Celtics know? are an interesting case study in this too because, like, they are truly competitive every single season. Yeah. Like, they were in the conference finals with Isaiah Thomas. They were in the Not conference finals. Not every single, bro. No. It was some, like, from 85 to when they won again. Sure, but, like, was, I'm talking about, mm, again, during my – During your time. Okay. It's like – Got you. You know, you have the 08, 09, mm-hmm. 2010 teams that were really good with KG you. and Paul Pierce and Ray Allen. Right. And then, like, what happened in 2011, 2012, I can't quite remember – but then you get like the Isaiah teams. Right. Then you get the Jalen and Jason teams. You okay. Get like the Kyrie, and they've just been at that level every single year. See, and I, I was think different. I was Dino Raja. You know what yeah. I'm saying? When they would come over, that's they the mentality trash. that a lot of Bulls fans feel like they deserve. Yeah, I got you. And the team just hasn't been has not put themselves. I do want to like make sure it's. <laughs> You know, it's an active thing. They have yeah. not put themselves in that position. Oh, John Maney, what up, bro? Hey, that's my uh, guy. Yay. John Mason. Yeah, what uh, up, man? If I could support Tim Floyd, Cartwright, and the clown when they were coaching, <laughs> I could support him. It's good for you, man. 100%. Uh, Bulls fans, like, what up, John? We're, we're here supporting. We were here supporting all season long, all 82 games, watching. Some nights frustrated, some nights talking about W's. We'll be here no matter what. I'm just saying sometimes when you look back on it and think about how it's now about a quarter century, yeah, I get pissed off about it. Because it's like, like Eco being just said in the comments, just give me one more chip. Give me one more parade. Like we were on a conference call earlier today with the other All-City crews talking about our summer league trip. And the, I'm, like they were talking, the Nuggets guys, about, oh, yeah, we got our parade tomorrow. Like the city's already getting ready for it. People shutting things down. Fire trucks blocking off streets. And I was like, damn it. I'm happy for them, but damn it. I had the whole different opposite view. I said, yeah, I remember when that happened. That's cool. That's literally what I said in my head. I remember when that happened. That's awesome. But you're right. Like, I feel you. You're right to feel like that, but I'm, I'm right to feel like that too. But yeah, man, like, it's cool for that. But yes, we want another. And I don't want one. I want more than one. 
You know, I don't, I don't want just one more. No, give me more than one than that. But it starts with that. Let's start a petition. Let's do it for the GOAT. <laughs> Get a title uh. for the GOAT. I want him to experience it. I want him to know what it feels like to be the best team in the world. And I think also, like, it impacts the younger generations of, like, up-and-coming Bulls fans. Sure, sure. Like, people aren't interested in a team that's been perennially mediocre. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People want, like, there's a bunch of kids that grew up during the, like, 2015, 2016 Cubs that are going to be Cubs fans for life now right. because of that. The same way that fans are going to be with the Derrick Rose Bulls that really fell in love with it then. But that was 10, 12 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, one of our favorite optimists hanging out in the chat, Fly the Dub. What's up, Fly the Dub? Said, been a Chicago sports fan for over 50 years, never spent my hard-earned money on merch at hey, all. Hey, great job. If people are dumb enough to do that, that's on them. Hey, good, great gift, good Dad. Good for you, Fly the Dub. <laughs> great gift, Dad. Well, what, what, you want, a trophy? <laughs> Struck a child. Thanks, son. <laughs> so glad my gift could bring those two closer together. <laughs> Delete it. <laughs> Look, man, I, I went on a couple-year hiatus of buying Bulls merch. I will tell you that openly and honestly. Oh, yeah. At the tail end of the Garpax era, I was like, this team ain't getting another dime from me. Let me tell you. Until they change shit around here. I didn't get buy Bulls merch until Outsiders. Really? I didn't even have Bulls merch like that, bro. But when I got outside, I was like, well, I guess I got to get some. This is how it got to happen. I wasn't buying that. No, I think the only thing I had was like a Ben Gordon jersey. Yeah. That was it, because I love Ben Gordon. That was it. I, I had a bunch of old jerseys from back in the day. Oh, and I traded <laughs> and then I had a uh, Derrick Rose jersey. Yeah. And I was like, this this man, yeah. I need his name on the back of my back. Right. And I like, traded that jersey for a jacket. Yeah. So, just to let you know how it was. You know what I mean? It wasn't an adamant thing. You know what I'm saying? Just buying bull stuff like that, man. But, you know, <laughs> once the shows happen, yeah, here go a couple of hats, here go a couple of hoodies. That's how it went. Druish in the comments said, Jerry, enjoy my wife. <laughs> <laughs> Respect, Druish. All right, we got to well take our first break. We'll, we'll come back done. and dive into all of these latest tidbits of news, rumors, swirling around the NBA Slot about season. possible trades that could go down between Man. today and the Goat NBA season. draft Goat that season, happens baby. a week you like from that? You like that tomorrow. <laughs> While we're sharing these words from our friends and sponsors, do us a simple, easy favor. Hit that thumbs up button if you're watching along on YouTube. Appreciate it. And, of course, make sure you are subscribed to the CH Show Sports YouTube channel. If you aren't, subscribe button right there mm-hmm. next to the like button. Big Dave, what do we got? Jordan Faye's back. Swoosh. And that's the game. No more questions, Your Honor. <laughs> Well done. Shout out Drewish, man. You brought all that out of me, bro. Good job. <laughs> Goose Island Beer Company. Hey, hey, we drink beer here. That's how we do. We get on down. We have sips. How you like? You like Goose Island there, Braggs? Uh, that's a yes. Are you going to get it? How many beers are you going to drink today, Braggs? <laughs> oh, it's pretty good. I think that's, pretty good. That means two beers. It means, I think it means four. Oh, yeah. <laughs> This is the Goose Island Beer Company, y'all. They have amazing beer and they've had it since the Jordan year, which is 1988. Goose Island IPA, six-time medal winner at the Great American Beer Fest. The Tropical Beer Hug, 9.9% alcohol. Shout out to Herb Lawrence for the chug of three of them things. Oh, that was amazing. 312 Wheat Ale, and of course, the Peckin' Day favorite, the Full Pocket Pills. The everyday beer which brewers and people who drink what brewers make are drinking. So, you can get yourself any one of these amazing, awesome, delicious beers. How can you get it? You can go to the Goose Island Original Brew House on Clybourne Avenue in Lincoln Park, or you can get it from that tap room on Fulton Street in West Town, because it's the Goose Island Beer Company, y'all. Chicago's beer and the true taste of Chicago. Uh, I just defended you in the comments because somebody said, I remember Dave said he was going to quit drinking for a year. I did. He did. <laughs> the funny thing about a year is it lasts a year. Yeah. And actually it was 13 months. And then a new year starts. I threw an extra month in there too, man. How dare you question this man? No, bro, get out and of here. And then he made up for lost time in Paris. You got that right. Come on, talk I'm to about me. About to go. make up for even more lost time in Vegas next month. Yes. Hell! So I can't hang out with him <laughs> <laughs> for these kind of reasons, man. Uh, today's show also brought to you by our friends at ComEd, whose energy efficiency program is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities they serve, mm-hmm. helping manage energy usage and lower energy bills now and into the future. That's right. Comet offers a wide variety of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sector customers of all sizes mm-hmm. across their vast territory. Comet also offers free facility assessments that can help find energy-saving opportunities, like for HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, 
and industrial processes. Ooh. Goat. Are you wondering how this works? <laughs> Goat. Yeah, I'm probably wondering how this works. Matt, how does it work? Let me tell you, my friend, an authorized engineer works with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs. These can be done in person or virtually and last approximately two hours. Within three to four weeks, customers receive a report detailing energy efficiency projects they can start working on right away. Each recommendation will include estimated energy savings, cost savings, that's money in your pocket, mm -hmm. project costs, potential incentives, and simple payback plans. If you own a business, one, congrats. Two, mm. don't wait. Mm. Get started saving money and energy today. For energy saving tips, light incentives, or to schedule your free facility assessment, go to comed.com slash powering biz. Was that comed.com slash powering biz? That's right. Go! Comment.com slash powering biz 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 schedule your appointment today we need to address something real quick okay we got to address this uh brass can you bring this up what general ste is asking right here sir can you put that on the screen i the sure can see? i would appreciate that who do you want right there we uh you see where these these new awesome Shirts. Oh, you yeah, see yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. that right there, buddy. I got there you. you. Hey, go. Thank you there, Brax. Look at you. Put me on. Brax! <laughs> Put me on the spot. There you go, man. Uh, now, yeah. this is a question. Like, These new awesome red CHGO short shirts available for purchase. This shirt that he has on and this shirt that he has on. Sir, the answer is absolutely yes. Yes. They are available. And if you can see that guy. Ayo DeSumo rocking one as well. Go to the chgolocker.com. Get yourself one or four. Yeah. And enjoy that. Speaking yes, they of, are available. Father's Day sale still going on. Boom. Head to that merch locker. Buy one shirt. Get one half off. We just saved you some money, General. You're welcome. Thank you, Major. Get the, uh, get the retro CHGO basketball shirt while you're there, too. Yes. Or get the crew neck. All of it. All of it is there, and you can save you some money. And if you're a dad, happy Father's Day to you, man. Savior uh, Sports said the reason we don't have that top pick is because we need the iconic Peck stash. Mm. Guaranteed championships with that. Mm. Heart emoji. Thanks for the love, but uh, I beg to differ. Yeah, me too. He's had it since I known him. Yeah. All last season, no championship. Since I've known him, he's had, had that, that stash. stash. All the season before that, no championship. This is what I do. And he's going to have it next season, season, and they're not going to win it. For the good luck, stash out of season because it's summertime, and yeah. I don't want a sweaty stash on my face. But maybe I should switch that up. Maybe but, I should just leave the stash behind if it wasn't helping with the chips. I don't know. The people want it, man. The people want that. If I don't grow the stash back, I know Eric over there in Denver is going to have a conniption fit. <laughs> he was ma legit mad at me when I shaved it off at the end of last season. Oh, he was? Oh, yeah. Seriously? He was like, how dare you? Well, Damn. Because he's the one who makes all of our abbeys. True. Mine has a stash on True. it. It does. He was it like, does. your picture doesn't match anymore. <laughs> I was like, dude, I'll grow it back in a few months. It'll Chill out. Back. And I mean, it'll grow back like that. Hey. Like nothing, man. Well, do you have a what? Do you have a specific like month you do it? So you know how I go up to labor uh, up to my folks' place in Mish for every Labor Correct. Day. Correct. Labor Day week is when I start growing that back. Oh, okay, guys. Then back then, then by the time you get to October in a fresh NBA season, it's ready to go. Stash is there in full. Effect. All right, guys. Labor Day is ready to go, but the goat stubble will always be there, oh. man. It will always be right there. Look perfect at that. Perfect length. How's he do it? Perfect length of stubble. The shadow. The perfect. <laughs> does it so well. I don't know how he does it, but he does it. It's impressive. Uh, all right, guys. Let's talk trades. Let's talk draft. All kinds of stuff going on. Uh, Jonathan Gavoni um, uh, put up a new mock draft on ESPN Plus this morning. A lot of interesting tidbits in there, including the fact that the Hornets just worked out Scoot Henderson and apparently are very impressed and higher on him <laughs> yes, than they, they were before be. that workout. <laughs> so now maybe it's not for sure that the Hornets, if they keep their pick, mm -hmm. are taking Brandon Miller instead could still consider Scoot Henderson. Ooh. So there's that. Also from Gavoni in that mock draft, Portland will continue to explore trade opportunities until it is on the clock for this pick, but it seems the team will be pleased to select either Miller or Henderson. Yeah. yeah. All the talk about oh, Portland's playing, trading that pick mm. to get win-now talent to put with Dame. Maybe not, Yeah, but still maybe. What are you laughing at? I'm laughing at uh, my guy Renee because he never likes anything. <laughs> I'm oh. always just laughing at him, man. That's my guy, though. That's my guy. Renee he likes makes nothing. me look like a Care Bear filled with sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
man. Um, okay, here is the really interesting thing. This was Brian Windhorst on Get Up ESPN this morning. I don't know yeah. if you have that quote for us, Bragg, so that you could throw up there, but here's what he said. We could see three or four picks in the top ten get traded. Watch for Portland at three. Looking to add people around Damian Lillard. Houston at number four has indicated they might be interested in moving. Detroit at number five. Dallas at number 10. Mm. And nobody's really sure what Charlotte's going to do at okay. number two. We could have action Come on. on draft night. Woo-woo! And that's not even to mention the fact that there have been reports of the Magic being interested in packaging six and 11 to move up. Mm. That the Pacers have seven, 26, and 29. And they've been looking to move up. Uh, the Wizards now have new management with Michael Winger. The they have eight. They could be interested in moving up or mm-hmm. down or out. Um, who's at nine? Like every single team in the lottery would not surprise me if they're, with the exception of the Spurs, obviously, would not surprise me if many or all of those picks are on the move in some capacity, whether but, it's trading up and combining or trading back or trading out for a star. Mm-hmm. Like it, there's going to be a lot of action in this draft, I think. I have questions for you, Goat. Hit me. Um, so hypothetically let's say scoot goes number two what do you think portland's response is to that do they go ahead with uh brandon or are they more likely to trade that pick i think they're likely to trade it regardless um okay basically from what it sounds like and this is kind of what i've gleamed from sean hyken and some of the other reporting uh when sean was on our show he basically said like uh unless Dame asks out, specifically asks for a trade. The Blazers are not going to trade him. And instead, they're going to try to package that pick with Anthony Simons for win-now talent that they can bring in. So I think the value of the pick changes if Scoot is there versus if Brandon Miller is there. I think teams would be more interested in moving up to three in order to get Scoot than they would necessarily Brandon Miller. But um, I think that trade or that pick is probably on the move either way because Mm – the Blazers are not really in a position where they can just go ahead and trade Dame. I just I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think they want to do that. And we've seen reporting today from Wendy, even just now, that the Blazers are not trying to do that. So I think their priority is going to be looking to make a deal. And then if they can't make a deal or they don't like what they could get back, then maybe next summer you're looking at a Dame trade. Okay. Uh, other question. What te- I know what teams would be in the running if, if Scoot is there. But what teams do you think will be in the running if Scoot isn't there and they want to move up to that three to take Brandon? If Scoot is not there? If Scoot is not there, yes. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, I think Brandon Miller, to me, I'm a little bit lower on than two. Like, Mm -hmm. I think he's definitely a top five prospect, um, probably in the three to four range for me, just because I'm not sure what his upside is as, like, a primary creator. Whereas you have guys like Scoot who can be, like, you know, best case scenario, the number one guy on a good offense, on a good team. Um, I think Amen Thompson has a lot of bust potential Mm. because we don't really know how to evaluate the OTE talent. He's played in the overtime elite league. Um, They didn't, he and his brother did not shoot very well. Mm. They're playing with younger players. So it's hard to like evaluate that, but based on what we have seen, he is one of the most explosive athletes in recent memory. Mm. He is an incredible facilitator and passer and he can put pressure on the rim like nobody else. Mm -hmm. So I could see a team that really wants to find a franchise guy taking a swing on him over a Brandon Miller, whereas, you know, getting a super high-level 3-and-D wing role player, you know, a team that's more interested in that kind of player might be interested in Brandon Miller. Mm. All that to say, it kind of depends on on what team is looking to trade up. If it's, you know, the Pelicans, for example, they seem like they're interested in Scoot. Mm. Um, Teams could be interested in Amen Thompson. It's just there's a lot of uncertainty with it. Mm. The... uh you know, I, I saw Eco be in the comments a minute ago saying the, the Hornets asking for an arm and a leg for that number two pick and the right to draft Scoot. And I, I saw a similar report from somebody earlier today. Um, they know how valuable that pick is. Yeah. Even yeah. like nobody, nobody is even suggesting the Spurs are even flirting with listening to offer. They're, not even They're taking Wimby. Yeah. He's done deal. Done. Two is where it gets interesting yeah. and what the Hornets will demand for that pick. Correct. Um, we've talked a little bit in, you know, weeks leading up to the draft about what the Bulls might be able to package together mm-hmm. to try and get into this first round and maybe into the top five, the top three. And 
that the name that I think Bulls fans have avoided putting in those conversations, some, is Zach Levine. Mm. But when you hear some of the other names of other players getting floated, mm-hmm. of teams willing to part with player X to move up to two or three to get Scoot, yeah. you kind of sit back and go, oh, damn. Yeah. So the most recent example... Shams was talking a few days ago about how the Pelicans are really hot to get up into the top three Mm -hmm. and said they might be making, you know, interesting moves. Here's what Brian Windhorst said also on Get Up ESPN this morning about those Pelicans wanting to trade up. The league is certainly wondering if the Pelicans Mm -hmm. are going to make for the first time Zion Williamson available ahead of next week's draft. To get up in that level, in the top five, you'd have to consider a player of this caliber. That is after Brandon Ingram's name has already been floated as a piece the Pelicans might be willing to let go of if it means getting Scoot Henderson. Mm. That context I find fascinating and a little just jarring Mm. if your Bulls fans talking about wanting Scoot Henderson Mm. and if it's even remotely possible. Because if it is remotely possible... I don't see how it doesn't involve the Bulls trading Zach Levine. Yeah. And even if it does, even if the Bulls do say, okay, we'll give you Zach mm-hmm. if you give us that pick, mm-hmm. that pick being Scoot, is that even the best offer on the table? Oh, That's the terrifying part. Oh, damn. That's a great question. I didn't even think of it like that. You're absolutely right. And you're double right because you're right. I've been purposely avoiding putting Zach Levine in these trades. He's absolutely right because I – have made it clear I want to see them build around Zach Levine and I feel like if you're going to go get Scoot then that's what you're going to build around but at the same time and Will and I have discussed this about Scoot he's the guy that you is the leader of your team that's it you know you get a guy like him that's the guy period point blank so that also makes it interesting for me if he goes to the Hornets so I don't know what that's going to do with the ball in that situation they could play together sure that might work for a year or two but at some point in time Who's going to be the guy? Like, it's just going to have to be that way. So that's going to break down. (laughs) That's just how I see it. But you're right, man. Like, if trading Zach for Scoot is a deal they would be willing to do, is it the best trade that you can get? Is it possible that you can get more? Like, is is that a thing? If you're Charlotte or Portland, do you want Zach Levine or do you want Zion? Do you want Zach Levine or do you want Brandon Ingram? Right now you want Zach, which is wild. Uh, I presented this in a, in a group chat that I'm in about Zion, and everybody was like, no. <laughs> Nobody wanted Zion Williamson. I don't see Zion <laughs> being appealing to the Blazers in the sense that they have made it pretty clear that they want, like, 3 and D, high-level yeah. 3 and D guys. Yeah. And Zion, for as good as he is when he's healthy, he is not that. He yeah. is, needs the ball in his hand. Um, and, like, the Dame-Zion pick-and-roll would be insane, uh, I think – Zion could be like the bridge where if you do end up wanting to move Dame longer term, you could still build around Zion and mm-hmm. whatever you get back for him. To me, it's like, obviously, I think the Hornets should take Scoot. You get both him and LaMelo in your building and you figure out who you want to build around if you can't build around both of them, which I think you probably can. So to me, it's like a no-brainer that they just should take Scoot. And I think that's ultimately what will happen. Mm-hmm. Um so to me, it's like, it's, I don't think, not only do I not think that the Bulls are going to be able to win those bidding wars to get the third pick, I think Scoot will already be gone at that point. Right. And at that point, it's like, do you still want to trade right. Zach and maybe more no. <laughs> to get Brandon Miller or Men Thompson? No. Um, and that's something that I've spent a lot of time thinking about. And I Ooh. think in a vacuum right now, you look at it and it's like, Brandon Miller for Zach Levine, you're probably losing that trade if you're the Bulls. Mm-hmm. Um, but this isn't a vacuum. And, like, what does this say about your longer-term future? What does it say about your ability to add talent around the second or third pick? Maybe it's a men, maybe it's Brandon Miller, maybe it's somebody else. Um, I think there's just a lot more that you have to think about other than who is better between Zach and Brandon Miller. Yeah. Because this is not a question of, like, who do you plug into your current team that helps you win more now it's like what is the trajectory of your team what makes it easier to build a winner in the next five years is yeah. it keeping zach or is it moving on from him and potentially adding some other assets but if you're talking about zach plus 
picks to go get Brandon Miller, I think probably not. Yeah, there, there's no way I consider anybody but Scoot in a trade scenario for Zach Levine in this draft. Not saying that these guys can't pan out to be something special, but I'm all in on Scoot. I know what my focus is. I'm all in on Scoot. Yeah. I do think it's similar to me of the Vooch conversation where, like, for a while my thought process was, like, you have to protect the asset. You have to – like, you're you're in the bird rights trap. You have to sign him just so that you can have the asset. But at a certain point, like, is he an asset longer term? Mm. Like, I don't know. And is it worth just pivoting – to be able to have a different lane. And I think you could make the same argument for the third pick, whether Scoot's there or not. And right. I'm not saying they should do that. I'm not saying that that would be the better path, mm. but I think it's a, it's a question that you have to ask yourself if you're the Bulls front office. Mm. Uh, our buddy Salim of Bulls Gold, shout out Salim, saying the Blazers are looking for a two-way uh, three or four. That pretty much cancels out the Bulls' chances. Yeah, in- I don't think the, the Blazers are going to be interested in Zach for right. Scoot. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, what a name is. <laughs> well, that's certainly a part of it. Um, I should put it this way: I don't think Zach would be at the top of their list, but if there are if there are other teams that or other players that they strike out on, maybe Zach becomes and sort of this level of desperation to build around Dame now. Maybe that, in conjunction with the fact that they may not be able to get the guys that they would have higher on their list, then maybe they look for Zach. And at that point, you do really have to consider it. Hmm. Um. You know, I, I mean, other players who might get dangled as all these teams are scrapping to try and get up to get Scoot. Um, I'm talking about Zion, talking about Ingram, and comparing these players and their, their caliber to Zach Levine. It, it's weird because when you think of it, like, dude, why the hell would the Pelicans give up on Zion? Oh, well, actually, it makes sense when you think about <laughs> yeah. them not being willing to further commit to a player with his track record on injury and availability yes and i was like yeah i know he's missed some time but then like really how much time and then i went back and looked and i was like oh damn Mm -hmm. zion played 24 games his rookie year 61 games in 2021 and made an all-star team Mm. 27 points a game seven boards three and a half assists shooting like what 68 percent insanity bro anyone even in shape but then did not play at all in 21 22 with the injured foot right Last season, 29 games. Again, 26 points per game, seven boards, four and a half assists. Out of shape. You know, like. (laughs) It's insane. Like, when he's out there, he's lethal. So good. The Pelicans were like, Zion, you want to be our point forward? Right. And they looked awesome. Yeah. I think having that success also without Zion makes this trade actually something they consider as well. Because once they made those moves uh, to bring in C.J. McCollum, and those guys, like, they well, really look like a whole different kind and, of team. And I think that's the lens that the Blazers have to look through is yeah. who can we bring here to make Dame happy? Yeah, that's what it is. assuage the concerns of Dame being – because Dame has said recently, like, if they're going to just keep that pick and take one of these kids, I'm uh, not, I'm not really here. a fan of that. Yeah. I don't want to be here. And, and you know then where we're going to start talking about where to send me. Oh, you know where you're going. I swear <laughs> to God. I swear <laughs> to God if he goes to Miami. <laughs> no, no way Miami has the juice to be able to trade for Dame. I don't put nothing past Pat, Pat Riley, bro. Riley. I don't put nothing past Pat. Never <laughs> say he can't do yeah. something. There's just no way Because then watch him do out. it. <laughs> Conniving little devil man. It's on his license plate. <laughs> it's a really big van. It's really plate. big, right. It's a really huge one. They don't care in, in, in Florida. It's, it's like really that big. That's what it says. But yeah, man, like I, it's it's so many fun options. I guess as a basketball fan, when you're looking at it, but as a Bulls fan, you're looking at it, you're like, or you're not even in these runnings for the players that they want to offer or they right. want, you yeah. know, for these kind of picks. You're not I mean, really in is, that running. Is Dame and is an aging Dame and Zach in his prime more enticing to the Blazers and more enticing to Dame than playing with CJ McCollum when they were both younger? Mm. Is it better? Is it about the same? Went to the Western Conference Finals with it. They did. Like, we saw it happen. So, it's going to be fun, man. And and you just think there's no way, though, that Charlotte passes on Scoot. I'm not saying there's no way, but if I were them, I would not. I mean, okay. up until a day or two ago, everybody was convinced they were taking Brandon Miller. That's true. Things change. And then he went I mean, and up until the make, day yeah. before the draft, or even, I think, the day of the draft last year, everybody thought Jabari Smith was going number one. Right. It's true. So, a lot of smoke at this time. 
Um, and that's why you probably won't see anything actually happen, at least with like the top couple picks yeah. until teams are on the board because you can't properly evaluate the value of the number three pick until you know if Scoot is there. Mm-hmm. You just can't. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe, you know, a team overpays or gives the Blazers Scoot caliber return for number three, and then he doesn't happen to be there. And mm-hmm. it's like, okay, but they won. Um, Scoot so caliber, new band name, I call it. <laughs> once again, <laughs> you? Scoot caliber. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, once again. Scoot my, my point Scoot is, I think, I think there's going to be a lot of rumors going on for the next eight days here before the draft, but I, I'm not sure anything happens actually with those top two or three right. or even like four or five picks until we know who is available um, because I think that's such a big part of who the, like how these teams prepare for their future. Like they have to have some sense of, you know, are they getting their guy or not? So when does it get fun then? Like about oh, what? It's already it, fun for no, me. No, no, no. I know, but like when you think about these picks, because you're saying, you know, one or two, you know, pretty – much you know what's going to happen this is just your opinion i'm saying yeah so i mean like when does it get fun though like is it three is it four is it five as far as teams like willing to deal in it so i think if the blazers if if the hornets take brandon miller it will already be fun and Mm -hmm. then like it will be chaos for number three (laughs) if they if the hornets take scoot at two and brandon miller is available at three i think there will still be trades and i think it will still be fun but I don't think there will be quite as much movement because there That's won't be chaos. as many teams like jockeying to move right, up. Right. Because they're just the bidding war won't right. quite be there. And I also think it's possible that the Hornets trade out of two because they're just not sure. And they may feel like they can get, you know, the perfect fit for LaMelo and it's worth it to just pass yeah. on both of those guys. Yeah. Uh, we gotta, if I'm the Bulls trying to make a trade, that's who I'm targeting. The we got to take one more quick break. We'll come back, wrap up with a few other thoughts. There's another name that we haven't touched on yet who was also making headlines in the NBA today. Uh, people compare him to Zach Levine a lot, and that's mm. Bradley Beal. Well, so we'll touch mm. on that on the other end to wrap up. Uh, while we're sharing these words from our friends and sponsors, hit that thumbs up button, just like Vooch told you to, just like mm-hmm. Demar and Io told you to. Mm. Um, and, uh Yeah. Subscribe as do well. It. Do uh, it. Do it for brags. Do it for brags. Mm-hmm. Always do it for brags. That's right. Brick by brick. This man, born in 85. Today, what do we got next? Uh, I got a photo from Baby Joey. Oh. Send me a photo here. Still in Denver? Is he hang- Is he going to stick around until the parade? Actually, I don't know where he is in well, this that's, photo. That's terrifying. I just know it's him and Kevin Feige in, in this photo, who's the guy who runs Marvel. Okay. So he's telling me he's getting into acting. You know, he's going to be in Marvel movies going forward. That uh, makes so. me concerned, man. Yeah. You Child mean, actors, their lives all turn to shit. That's true, man. Happens, I don't want man. that to happen to Baby Joey. I don't either. You know, But if it's anybody I'm not concerned about, it, it's, it's Baby Joey. That man's connected. <laughs> that baby is connected, man. That's a connected baby right there. And also, I saw on the on his eyes, he had on the shady rays. Of Why? He did. Why did he have on shady rays? Because he never understood. Never understood. He never got it. Why? Why are these glasses so expensive? Tell me, goat. Tell me, Braggs. Why? Nobody understood. Nobody understood. Why these glasses are so expensive? Why do they cost so much money? Why? When you just want to look good and save you some money, shady rays heard you. Shady rays delivered. The independent sunglasses company offers you that world-class product just as good as any expensive pair you've ever put on your amazing face. The durable frames, the extremely clear optics for your outdoor, and as this man is about to prove to you, your indoor adventiones. I'm shocked you didn't pick up your hat for that one, man. I decided to leave it there. All right. Well, then how you going to snap the glasses in half when you're angry? Oh, well, he just takes them his hand, he crumples them, he throws them around because ah. it's the backpack lost and broke a replacement plan. For the sake of the demonstration. No, he will not. <laughs> he will not do that. But let's say he did. Use your imagination. Let's say that he did. Guess what? Shady Rays will send him a brand new pair. No questions asked. Isn't that the best part? I love that part. No mm. questions asked. No questions, just answers. Just answers, man. That's what they are. Solutions. And let's say you see some glasses because you was out and you were on the beach and you looked over and you saw Maverick Goat doing his thing. And he had on the Shady Rays. And you said, damn, that man looks cool in them glasses. I'm going to get me a pair just like that. Then you went home and saw you was not the quaff god. You found out. But guess what? Shady Rays has a pair just for you waiting. You send that pair back free within 30 days, y'all. As long as you send it back within 30 days, I send you a brand new pair for free of the style that fits you. There are no risks when you shop. 
and the team always has your back. So, exclusively for the listeners out there, Shady Rays giving away their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use the promo code CHGO for 50% off of two-plus pairs of premium polarized shades. Travis out. <laughs> shades that are rated five stars. Over 250,000 people. Because the Shady Rays, well, the Rays are oh so shady. Uh, while we are talking about the NBA draft, <laughs> just over a week away, <laughs> Why not use this opportunity to sign up to become a CHGO diehard? If you haven't already, do it. Shout out to those of you who have. We love each and every one of you. We appreciate you. you. But if you are a diehard, you could be diving into that Willie Go Gottlieb draft database available on our website right now to diehards only. Mm. And that's just one of a million perks. Um, When you sign up to become a diehard, you get a free shirt, any Mm -hmm. shirt you want from the CHGO merch locker. Could be that one. One, including this That's right, General Steve. strip one. Uh, you get 20% off thereafter every single time you shop at the CHGO Merch Locker. You get discounts to all of our fun events here in Chicago. Tailgates, takeovers, Chicago. bar hangouts, watch parties, all that jazz. Uh, so sign up. Sign up to become a diehard. It's worth it. Absolutely. 100%. Um, speaking of things that you should sign up for that are fun... We are going to Vegas. Yeah. Uh, right now. Vegas, baby. Next month. Yeah. Summer League time. <laughs> He's a uh, Vegas, baby. This year, you can come hang out with us if you'd like. Partnering with our friends at Sports Trips America. Shout out. We are making a package available to our fellow diehard Bulls fans where you provide your own travel out to Vegas, but then once you're there, Incredible deal that is three-night stay at Planet Hollywood, an all-inclusive happy hour event with us at Circa, Mm. the dopest of the dope. The dopest of the dope. And tickets to two of these summer league games. Two of them things? Tickets to two summer league games. Two of them things. And a three-night stay. Yeah. And an all-inclusive happy hour. That's That's honestly a really good deal. It's a really, really good deal. Here's the thing. If you convince a couple of your buddies to go with you, Mm -hmm. that price continues to drop. As our good friend producer Braggs is showing you here on their website, you can book with friends, a group of two or three or four, and the price gets cheaper and cheaper and cheaper. Mm. If you were to do this yourself and see how much does this cost, how much does that cost, how much do the tickets cost, you're saving money if you do it this way. So if you want to come out to Vegas... Find your way out there and then think about booking this package from us because it's a great deal and we'll be out there and yeah. we can hang yeah, we can hang out. We can hang, man. Come hang with us. Come Enjoy us. Hang with us. Us and Bradley Goat Cooper. Uh speaking <laughs> of Bradley's, let's talk about Beal for a second. Yes. Um Shout out to Marcus, sorry, Marcos in the comments. Marcos Bueno, who said, what's up, CSGO Bulls crew? Think the Bulls would be interested in the Br- Br- Bradley Beal trade I if the Wiz decide to trade him away. So I'll answer it this way. I think the Bulls will be interested <laughs> in the Bradley Beal trade if the Wizards decide to blow it up because they will want the information on what the trade market value of one Bradley Beal is. Yeah. For their own knowledge yeah. to have in the bank if they decide to make some of their own big changes right. after that. Sure. I don't see the purpose of the Bulls going after Beal. No. The Bulls have a better version of Bradley Beal right now. His mm. name is Zach Levine. Kind of is. On but a better deal. Will, you brought this up uh, in our thread earlier today when this report came out. Um, and I kind of laughed at the report itself. It was basically like, hey, if the Wizards decide to blow it up, then they've agreed with Beal that they'll trade Beal. And I'm like, that's what the Wizards blowing it up means. But you were asking a question that I at first thought was ridiculous and then maybe was less ridiculous upon closer examination as far as comparing the trade market values of Beal and Zach Levine. Mm -hmm. Give me your two cents on the matter. Well, it's interesting because, you know, you – you do kind of compare those guys as far as who they are as players. And I think just from like a box score statistics standpoint, they are very similar. Um, I think you would get some people saying they like Brad better. I think you get some people saying they like Zach better. But again, this is not just like box score stats in a vacuum. So you look at their contract. Bradley Beal made the Supermax. So he's making about 6 or $7 million per year mm-hmm. more than Zach is. So again, another example of... Not only the Bulls having to re-sign Zach, but that deal, especially as the cap goes up by 10% every year, that deal's not going to look as bad. Yeah. You're going to see guys like Jalen Brown and 
Jason Tatum getting like 60, $65 million annually, and Zach's going to be at like 45. Mm. Um, so that's not going to look as bad. Uh, Zach is also two years <laughs> younger, and he does not have a no trade clause. And I think that's where this Bradley Beal trade gets potentially really interesting because he basically has say of where he wants to go. Yeah. Whereas the Bulls could, in theory, ship Zach wherever they get the best mm-hmm. value. Right. So I like. I think in in some ways that it makes trades uh, Zach's trade value mm-hmm. significantly higher than Beal's. I, so, I mean, maybe I'm kidding myself, but I I just he's younger and he's on a much better contract. Yeah, even if you think Bradley Beal is a better player, which is debatable. Which, shockingly, Ecobean in the comments does. I am, I'm shocked to see that Ecobean holds that opinion. What? Zach has also played, like, people talk about Zach as, like, an injury risk, and, like, he's had his problems. He's played 202 games over the past <laughs> three seasons. Beal has played 150. Mm. Yeah, how you want to slice that? <laughs> that's it. How you want to slice that's it? That's like almost a full mm-hmm. season's worth of games more. Yes. As Patrick Beverly said, he cold. Yeah, that's that's Point crazy because I actually just tweeted out that Eco Bean loves Zach Levine. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. My bad, Eco. It's okay. The world, the world needs to know, Braggs. The world needs to know how mm-hmm. much one of our loyal viewers, Eco Bean, loves mm-hmm. Zach Levine. Yes. Worships the ground Zach walks Yes, on. he does. Oh, can't breathe without it. Second in line at the Zach Levine <laughs> signing behind our friend Romina. <laughs> He's right there. He can't um, wait. That's my guy. Just uh, for, for the sake of a fun little what do we think. Okay. Do we think the Wizards and their new front office decide to blow it up between now and draft night? And if Beal goes... Where's he going to? I saw somebody say, hey, Miami? Yeah. Every, yes, everything looks like Miami to me. So, Dane looks like Miami. Bill looks like Miami. Bill feels like – Bill probably feels more like Miami to me than Dane because I'm like, wait a minute, a guy about to hit 30 on a huge contract that is injury prone. That sounds like a Heat player to me. <laughs> that sounds like a guy going – that's Oladipo. You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of the guys – that's Kyle Lowry. Like, those are the kind of guys they kind of get who go and thrive a little bit. You know, yeah. they have little spurts, you know. But Bradley Bill is super-duper nice. He would be a great asset to a guy like Jimmy Butler which would allow him to take off a few more games. You know what I'm saying? I, I know he takes some off during the regular season, but he'll take off a little bit more now. He'll have a guy like Bill. You'll be cool in the game with that kind of player. But And it's, and when you guys say the word blow it up for the Wizards, I'm like, what, aren't they already kind of blown up? They have a big three like the Bulls have a big three. They do? They've got Bill. They've got Kuzma. They've got Kristaps. That's a big three. Okay, all right, all right. I guess ask, it is. Ask Wizards fans, but I think that they would view that as a core of players who are all quasi-stars or borderline stars or fringe stars. Okay, okay. I mean, former All-Stars, you know, a couple of those guys. Bill, you know, All-NBA, led yeah. league in scoring. Sure, I can see that. But I, I've never looked at them like that, that, that kind well, of team. But so, they, they do sort of exist in the same, like, neighborhood as the Bulls. As the Bulls, In yes. terms of where mm-hmm. they fall in the standings. Yes. Oh, God. Um, mm-hmm. That's depressing. And I th- it is. I also think, for for one, they have their picks, uh, with the exception of the pick next year, which Mm. is owned by the Knicks, I believe, protected. Mm. Um, So they're in a little bit better of a situation in terms of their picks. But, um, you know, there's been kind of like this narrative thrown around from different uh, reporters over the past couple weeks, like Michael Winger's not taking this job unless he's got the ability to make a decision of the direction of this franchise. Mm. And I think trading Beal... And going to the bottom is certainly one of those directions. It's a, a similar situation in the Bulls where it's like, show me a way that you can get to the second round of the playoffs with this current core, with their current cap structure, um, without having to take a step back first. Mm-hmm. So I think what's interesting with the Wizards, though, is that I um, I think uh, Windhorst reported this this morning that like you'd be su- you're going to be surprised how little – the Wizards are able to get back for Beal. So it's a situation <laughs> of, like, are they just moving him to move him? Is it, like, a direction play? Is it a cap play? Um, and I do think that is really interesting from the Bulls' perspective in terms of how much they think they can get back. How does he sort of set the market relative to what Zach is worth? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, before we get out of here, simple yes or no. Okay. If the Bulls put together a trade package that they offer to Charlotte or Portland – 
if it means getting Scoot Henderson and that trade package includes Zach Levine, uh, but you know you know you're getting Scoot Henderson, but the trade package you're sending out includes Zach Levine, do you do it? Yes or no, Dave? Brags. <laughs> Go. Is it yes. kind of Yes, I would. Bragg says yes. Oh. This the team, in my opinion, needs a reset, and I, I'm hesitant to say it because when we no, did that with Jimmy, uh-huh. you know, Jimmy's flourishing. Mm-hmm. Laurie Markkinen doing better. My guy. Post Bulls, you know, and we talk about it, all these different things, but for me, you know, you have an opportunity to bring in a guy like Scoot. And and move on. I'd also want to move on from Vooch, and let's just start this the right way because mm-hmm. AK did bu- help build a championship team. Mm-hmm. He was a big part of that. He was a part, for and sure. he came here and tried to put together by throwing money and and bringing in big names instead of building it the way he did in Denver. And I want to be able to trust this front office to do what they did in Denver. Mm-hmm. Makes sense, man. Makes a lot of sense. Uh, Will, I think it's just. A matter of like what else is in that package because if you're shelling out more picks in the future you're putting patrick into that deal i don't feel great about it i don't either if it's just zach and you're getting scoot and money back whether it's like gordon hayward or terry rosier plus i think you do have to consider that yeah and i lean towards doing it just because i agree brags like they need i think to pick a clear direction right now they're straddling they're in the middle yeah and that's the worst place to be yeah and i think this you know, you you take a risk, and I think this is part of the reason why the Jimmy Butler trade was what it was, is that they didn't get any future picks. Um, but at the same time, like, I think Scoot is a much more sure thing as a prospect than Chris Dunn or Larry Markinen or Zach Levine ever were. <laughs> right on cue. <laughs> uh, speaking of people who can't hit threes, um, yeah, Chris, uh, look, he... I think my answer is I put a little piece of black electrical tape over Scoot's three-point percentage from the uh-huh. G League this season, uh-huh. and then I say, yeah, do it. Because I'm still worried about that element of his game. Yeah, sure. How I, many days have we sat here saying, can we get some goddamn three-point shooting? I think this may be a longer conversation, but I think if you are the primary ball handler, having the ability to shoot at a high level is not as important, and that's why I'm high on – Amen Thompson, because if you can get to the rim constantly and put pressure on the rim, as long as you have shooting around you, it's okay. So Russell Westbrook. I think he would I think he would have helped. We uh, talked about that at the buyout market. Jonathan, oh, yeah. Jonathan Washington Jr. in the comments saying, Hate to say it, but you pull the trigger. Um I believe yeah. that's trademark. Hate to tell you. <laughs> hate to tell you. That's <laughs> that's the one. You. Hate that's to tell you. That's the one. Uh careful. Yes. Just don't use just don't use that. Be or careful. you will be getting twenty-one from Willie Gogali. <laughs> yes. Uh yes, you do it. Thrown ah! hat. You're right. <laughs> I don't you like can't it. put shooters around him. I don't like it. Thrown hat salute to you. But I like Scoot so much. So damn much. Oh, God bless scoot. It. Um <laughs> No, no eco bean. Nobody uh, caught that. Just to, me. <laughs> to answer your question from earlier, General. Yeah, you best believe these Burks coming to Vegas. Oh, um, that's it. We are out of time. Oh, hold on, hold what? on. I'm the captain now of this ship Why here. Talking, no, I mean, don't be talking you're, crazy you're now. Okay? But I'm telling the show you about the end. <laughs> you don't get to do that. <laughs> all right. I'm talk crazy I'm sorry. The show I promise. As I promise. All right, I run this ship. I'm, I'm the, what the captain I now. I told you okay. I jumped off the plane a while ago. I promised Ste I would ask Will this question. So his question to you, Will, is based on the Bulls HQ pod the other day. I never hear anyone mentioned Seth Curry as a potential asset do you feel that isn't feasible thing to do or does he just fly under the radar okay Braggs has fulfilled his promise we'll answer that question in three words or fewer (laughs) (laughs) difficult cap wise there it is look at that and he did it it in two words that's right baby and finally that's what I'm talking about well it's one of the greatest NBA finals memories in Chicago Bulls history that's right on Father's Day when Michael Jordan once clinched and uh, you know hugged the trophy uh, it was an amazing moment Land to clinch 72-win season. It don't mean a thing without that ring. And it don't mean a thing on Father's Day if you don't go out and get buy one, get one half off, plane, take man. advantage of this deal while it's still going on till June 18th. Uh, great merchandise in our store. So had to make sure I give a shout-out to that.
Uh, were you, were you not paying attention when I plugged that? I was very just about to say that. He didn't no, do. he didn't. Yeah, he did. Oh, yeah, I did. He did. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely did. It's worth saying again. He that did. feels like 10 years ago. Where yeah. is this Captain Jake? <laughs> <laughs> didn't I tell you I got off hey, a while ago? At least I got, the mics. I got off. At least I kept the mics I've been on got this, time, this right? is uh, looking problematic <laughs> like a Tom Hanks right now. Let's well said. Get out of here. Um... <laughs> I'm I'm scooting off uh, tomorrow, but y'all will be here providing more shows for our listeners and viewers. Mm-hmm. Big Dave in studio tomorrow. Yes, with a special guest <laughs> to be revealed later. <laughs> and then that's the evilest laugh I've ever heard. Yeah, yeah. for good reason. It's good reason, sir. Will the go Gottlieb with a couple of guests who y'all out there at Bulls Nation know and love? Absolutely. Who will be joining him for a special edition of Bulls HQ mm-hmm. that'll drop on Friday. Uh, So, have a wonderful rest of your day, and we'll talk to you next time. Until then, Will the Goat is at Will underscore Godly. Big day. Bow! Bow. BWL Sports on Bulls underscore Peck. Our pilot, captain, terrorist takeover. (laughs) Uh, Producer is Mr. Greg Braggs. Braggs in the stands. Uh, We'll talk to you next time. See you, Red. Be good.